0: I don't know who came up with the expression, no crying over spilled milk. Does anyone really get that emotional about milk? A fallen souffle, however, now that's worthy of some weeping. I stared through the glass oven door, helpless as once glorious pillows of cheesy, eggy deliciousness sank to the depths of their ceramic dish. My friend, Linda, the souffle slayer, barely noticed. I couldn't help feeling peeved. Linda had seen the dish in the oven. She'd even said, "Oh, good, you have the oven on, right before she jammed in two overstuffed trays of tamales and slammed the door with enough force to bring down my souffle and any others rising in the greater Santa Fe area. As if for good measure, she stomped her sensibly shoed foot on the setillo-tiled floor of Tres Amigas Cafe. I hate that man. I hate him, she said, timing each word to a clump of her tan loafer. Such uncharacteristic sentiments from Linda shocked me from my souffle sulk. They shocked Linda, too. She clamped her hands over her mouth before crossing herself and turning wide eyes to me. Rita, forgive me. I should never say hate about another human being, especially on a Sunday. Her shoulders quivered, and her dark eyes welled with tears. This was no time to fret about flattened French food. Taking Linda by the arm, I guided her to the main dining room, hoping the exuberant decor would cheer her up. How could it not? My elderly boss, friend, and occasional sleuthing partner, Fulri, who was also Linda's mother and an overenthusiastic holiday decorator, had outdone herself for Cinco de Mayo. Garlands of colorful tissue paper cut in intricate patterns crisscrossed the ceiling, interspersed with piñatas, including a sombrero-wearing burro, a rainbow-striped poodle, various ruffled chili peppers, and a turquoise Eiffel Tower. Mexican flags poked from the condiment holders, atop vibrant vinyl tablecloths printed with tropical birds and flowers. Most decorators would have stopped there, if not way before. Not my octogenarian friend. Flori had added a half dozen mannequins dressed as a mariachi band, complete with instruments and embroidered jackets. I hadn't asked Flori where or why she'd acquired the plastic people, I also couldn't tell whether some were male, female, or extraterrestrial. What I did know was that the trumpet player's vacant stare creeped me out. I caught his unseeing eyes, the black orbs floating in pools of empty white space. Firming up my grip on Linda, I headed for a table by the window. Besides being far from the trumpet player, this spot had a lovely view of our outdoor dining patio, recently reopened for spring. Glancing out, I admired the metal tables with their fresh coat of glossy turquoise paint and the lilac hedge sagging with blooms of deepest purple. Linda sank into a chair. Her hair, straighter and darker brown than mine, was salted with silver and skimmed her shoulders in a blunt cut matched by thick bangs. The cut was new, and the bangs, according to Linda, were regretted. She scraped them from her forehead, staring down at the psychedelic tropical forest on the tablecloth, It's Napoleon, isn't it? I asked, adding a hefty dash of sarcasm and eye-rolling to the name. I mean, really, who changes their name to not only a singular moniker, but one so singularly pompous? Superstar singers, I supposed, or supermodels, or- Yes, Napoleon, Linda said, confirming my guess with a weary sigh. My eye roll dove into a frown. Or vain star chefs like Napoleon- Nay, plain old Noel Thomas. If pompousness could literally inflate, he'd be as puffed up as an uppity blowfish. It didn't help that the Food Network recently featured Napoleon's casual French bistro on its Best Bites segment, and that the walls of his fine dining establishment practically sagged with awards. Or I begrudgingly acknowledged that his food was so darn good, No, more than good, Napoleon made swoon-worthy sauces and appetizers almost too pretty to eat. The trouble was, the big-time chef was also a massive bully. Napoleon's mean moves were the stuff of legend and nightmares among local food workers who told the tales in hushed tones, nervously glancing over their shoulders. I'd heard various renditions of the time Napoleon bankrolled a friend's restaurant, only to take control and shutter the place, then there was the head chef he fired for cooking a single steak too well done. And the nighty pink slipped an entire waitstaff during the dinner service. Rumor had it that he even booted his own mother from their family's former restaurant. His own mother!